Welcome to How Rude, the exhaustive deconstruction of the classic 90s sitcom Full House. My name is John Pernasek, and to my right is my esteemed co-host, and he will introduce himself now. Hi, I'm Brandon Shockney. How NPR of you. And together, we are just a couple of rude dudes. Rude dudes. We're just a couple of rude dudes. Act one. A young Jewish boy finds out the dog he thought was dead for years is actually alive and well and living right next door. Act two, a German woman decides that she's going to climb a mountain for the first time. It's the worst choice she'll ever make. Act three, a pair of children attach a letter to a kite that sails over the seas and lands in a place that no one could have expected. Act four, A young man of color is aided by a slightly awkward white woman as they try to exonerate him from the depths of prison's greatest hell. Act five. We introduce our honorary rude dude for the week, and her name is... Samantha Woodman. Samantha Woodman, you are here to help us discuss the episode... IQ man, <laughs> which is the which is actually the backdoor pilot for what we recently had this season, Mr. Robot, starring uh, what is that guy's name? R- Rami Malek. Yep. Have you, are you familiar with Rami Malek? No. Very very handsome. He's Almost great. as handsome as John Stamos. Yes. Now Samantha, you you were talking about uh, John Stamos, your love for him. Let's uh, uh, we can sort of include that as part of my first question, which Mm -hmm. is, how did you grow up with Full House? What was your relationship with it? Well, I watched it at a very, very, very young age. And then when I got older, like, I think it was high school, they started playing reruns at, like, 4 o'clock whenever I got got home, like, 3 o'clock. My mom used to get so angry with me. She's like, you've seen this episode five times. You need to stop watching it. But I would only watch it because John Stamos was so hot. Like, he is my all-time crush. I love him. Mm -hmm. Jesse and the Rippers. I definitely, like, downloaded their songs and stuff. And, like, wow. I love John Stanton. You All their de- covers, you mean? Yes, yes. They I had loved- no original songs. No Where, original songs. What website were you pulling these MP3s from? Bearshare. Do you remember Bearshare? <laughs> don't remember Bearshare. Or, like, Bearshare. LimeWire, whatever, sure. like, yeah, yeah, like, just, like... <laughs> so doing searches, like, Jesse Bearshare. Rippers, Jesse Plus Rippers. Yeah, and it was, uh, what's the song for uh, Aunt Becky? Uh, Forever, that's the song. And I used to listen to that song and think that John Stamos was singing it to me. <laughs> how, how old were you when you were listening to it? Oh, I was probably, I was way too old to be listening to it. Like, I was definitely, like, probably, like, 17, 18. How, how did, oh, do you remember, like, sort of how the, like, I how the hook him. goes or how the chorus goes? Like, I'll be with you forever, forever. Like, <laughs> I'll be with you forever, forever. forever. I, just keep saying yeah, it. Yeah, he pretty much, like, sings, like, every word I said. Could make you laugh. I talk forever. Oh yeah, forever, yes, I remember forever. that now. <laughs> like that's really you're into much. it. You're into it. Good lord. Yeah. that's so interesting because last episode we had our last our guest uh, Hope was so into Bob Saget, and now we have you who is so into John. Stamos. Oh, John Stamos cannot. And then and I mean, her her parents. Uh, I was going to say her parents got mad at her for watching the show too because they said it was going to sort of poison her ability to be. My like a good TV critic. No, my mom never decided that. She was just like, this is a shit show. Stop watching shit shows. Oh, and it's, 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 the like, it's she, the same. Like, she's like, this isn't normal, and it's cheesy. Like, it's so cheesy. Why are you watching this? And I'm like, John Stamos. She's like, stop watching it. Like, every day. This isn't normal. That's so interesting. <laughs> but it's so funny because, like, I think it was more or less she was upset because Judge Judy came on at the same time, and my mom's like a huge Judge Judy <laughs> Well, now fan. we see what's going on. Like, I'm not kidding you. Like, she still, like, loves Judge Judy and just... Samantha, stop monopolizing the remote. <laughs> yeah. It's JJ time. Yeah, exactly. She was like super into Judge Judy so every time I'd watch Full House I'd watch it like all the way through and then she would just now she's like I gotta change the channel I gotta watch Judge Judy now 
Like, she didn't get to, like, sit on the couch, you know, get herself together. She didn't have enough for time Judge for Judge Judy. No prep time. Oh, no goodness. <laughs> you, switch yeah. you switch over to Judge Judy, and she's saying something like, don't piss on my head and call it rain. Yeah, exactly. You 19-year-old. My mom owns that book, so. <laughs> That's what the book's called. <laughs> she loves Don't Judge piss on Judy. my head? Like, no, don't, like. Don't piss on my head and say it it's piss? rain. Don't pee on my head and say it's rain. And apparently it's very conservative. Like, it's very starchly right-wing. Mm-hmm. And it's like, I didn't, I guess I never really thought of Judge Judy as being, like, no, a right-wing figure. And it's, it's so, I mean, my mom, actually my mom's side of the family is super conservative, and my dad's side of the family is, like, super liberal, so oh. I'm just like... Mm-hmm. <laughs> that book is caught in the middle. Oh, yeah, it's just kind of like, hmm, eh, that's But I think we can all book. agree, Judge Judy, smoking. <laughs> You're gonna give the honeypot the honeypot hot award to Judge, to Judge Judy. Judy. <laughs> hey Judge Judy, you could piss on my head and call it rain. Yeah, if you, you want, want to. Into that. So you love John Stamos. <laughs> I do. What about him is like the single most attractive feature? Like what do you what do you love oh. out of the whole package? His the, nose. Oh man, no. His, I mean, I guess his cheeks. <laughs> no, like I really. I, and I'm just like an eye smile type person anyway. Okay. But like eyes probably for sure because he's got like those doughy brown eyes that are kind of like sunken in that are just like really friendly. And he also has a really good smile. And especially when he was doing like his Elvis stuff, like the half smirk and stuff. Like, That's his flirty smile. His yeah. Elvis is also just his general like, like what's going on? Like yeah, this. exactly. Uh, is Brandon no, doing it right now? Absolutely not. <laughs> no. When you said doughy it, eyes, at first I was like, oh, like chunky? <laughs> <laughs> like his doughy, doughy, doughy. Like, like, his like, fat like a dough. Yeah, like a, yeah. Yeah, like like a beautiful like nature animal. Yeah, and you're like, oh, they have like something that? to say. No, that's And like, combined with a smile? The bigger you make your eyes does not make them. You look like a scarred clown. Like, you look like a clown that was <laughs> mutilated. Am I like. <laughs> okay, I don't know why you're using Am that I like voice. John Stamos? Now, tell us, you were also telling us about a credit that I was not aware of that John yeah, Stamos has like, on his probably, resume. <laughs> probably a couple years ago, I saw John Stamos in uh, Special Victims Unit, SVU. Uh, so Law & Order, I used to watch that show all the time. And John Stamos's character, like, was puncturing condoms of these women that he was sleeping with to have, like, the most children by different women. And it like, was his fetish. He said it, was it was, like, like his fetish. Like, his he was, was, like, mentally... It was a special victim. His name was Ken Turner. Ken Turner. Ken Turner. And I, like, was watching this. I'm like, oh, John Stamos, special victims unit. And he ended up being this guy that's, like, puncturing, like, condoms for women so that he could have, like, all these different children. He's like, I have, like, 30 children, and I'm going to make the most children. I'm going to spread my seed to women. They want my gift and I was just like oh my god no. like, the episode is no. called bang and uh, the summary is an abandoned baby case leads SVU to a reproductive abuser who has over 20 children the episode's yeah. name title is bang. Bang. bang bang SVU and shows like SVU it's weird how former sitcom stars and people who have generally sort of family friendly images they flock to shows like that mm-hmm. so they can do a one off and be like a fucking rapist I'm or a serious. serial killer yeah, take J- me I, seriously yeah, like, and I did not want I didn't want anything to do with that Jason Alexander did it too I think he appeared on some Law and Order variation where oh, he played yeah. like a fucking rapist or killer yeah. or something like that it is, it's like, I don't we don't need it I don't need no like I, there are plenty of character actors out there who don't have something to prove. Yeah, I mean, I just would rather just have Uncle Jesse in my mind or the Greek commercial, but not. Did the, you enjoy him on Glee? Have you seen his yes, Glee? Yes, he's amazing. Yep, I'm like <laughs> doing spirit fingers over here. Yeah, uh, of course, as Glee is wont to do, his story like made absolutely no, no sense. sense. He was he was the dentist who dated Miss Pillsbury. They were engaged. Yeah. At one point, he was in the Rocky Horror production they did, which mm-hmm. made no sense. So now that we know a little bit more about your relationship with the show, your challenge for IQ Man is to sort of distill everything down to a one sentence synopsis. Okay. Sickness will never get you down when you're looking for a new job. <laughs> Sickness will never get you down when you're looking Look for a new job. job. And by saying that, we sort of, uh, we were referencing careers. Mm-hmm. So, of course, we're, we're kind of bringing in the Super career day sweet. element. Yep. We can't begin without the cold open. icicles off my eyebrows. Santa Claus discovers that the true gift, what is this, chicken soup for the soul? Did you see that chicken soup for the soul clip I put on Tumblr? Nope. Okay, so <laughs> one of the character actors from a past episode, one of her other credits is chicken soup for the soul, the series. That was a show that we had in like 2000. I thought it was a book. 
it was it's a book series. <laughs> oh, okay. That's how it started. <laughs> yep. And then they used that as inspiration for the TV show. The the clip on Tumblr as a supplemental is this story called the gift or a lovely story and it's about and it stars Mimi from the Drew Carey show they got oh, Mimi yeah. to play this bus driver character hey, and she's watch it I'm from Cleveland you don't mess with Mimi <laughs> Cleveland rocks yeah, Mimi's right. hashtag Mimi's hero <laughs> Brandon uh, start us off how are we gonna how are we gonna get through this cold open tell us all about it sure sure um, so it's sure, bedtime sure, for sure. Michelle little baby Michelle bedtime for it's Bonzo bedtime. but uh, instead of her being in the bed what the dog's in the bed. Comet is all tucked in, and Michelle is reading Comet a bedtime story, and it's adorable. It is kind of a cute image to have that big dog mm-hmm. in that little bed. Little and he's all, he is, he's all tucked in. It's yep. cute. Michelle hears <laughs> uh, her scary dad, 6'4 dad, coming around the corner, and she's like, gotta get in bed. He said, be quiet, Comet. Be and, quiet, Comet. And, yeah. He won't beat you if he can't hear you. <laughs> Protect me, great beast. <laughs> so uh, she, gets, the tall man. she gets in bed with uh, Comet, and Danny comes in, and he's like, Michelle, you touch yourself in? And she's, and then there's this crazy, like, Once voiceover again. ADR type thing. <laughs> what is it with Michelle and creepy voiceover Michelle ADR? Like, I'm sleepy, daddy. No, it's, I'm sleepy, daddy. <laughs> yeah, there you go. Daddy, don't do the thing you do, daddy. <laughs> She has, like, a small pen knife. And there was that. And then there was also the ADR of when she's like, Comet, don't bark. Whoa. Bark. <laughs> bark. Like, literally a grip going bark. Into bark, a microphone. bark. <laughs> so, yeah. I'm then sleeping, when, Daddy. <laughs> and Danny's like, well, be that as it may, I'm not leaving this room until I get my good night kiss. <laughs> Throws back the covers. <laughs> And then Comet appears out of nowhere and starts licking Danny's face. And Bob Saget has a rage boner as he tries to continue on with this scene. Yeah, and, and he's, he knows Comet's licked his junk and his butthole, and now it's all over Bob Saget's face. Danny, I noticed that you, you just got back from the, the, the supermarket. I, I only told you that we needed two vats of cream cheese. Why do you have a spare vat of cream cheese for my own dark purposes? <laughs> Okay. Me and Comet. Come on, buddy. Bark. <laughs> bark, bark. I, I love cream cheese, bark. It's bagel and lox day for Comet and I. Mm. I'm sleeping, daddy. <laughs> Instead of the lox, it's my dick. Instead of lox, it's cocks. There That's you go. That's the joke I should have made. Damn it. That's why I'm here, Brandon. Coming up at the rear. <laughs> oh. What? So he says, oh, Michelle, what wet lips you have. Inappropriate. <laughs> yeah. Stop talking Inappropriate. about a toddler's lips. Yeah. If I, had a to- if I had a toddler and you referenced the fact that she even had lips, I'd be like, I'm fucking calling the police. <laughs> oh, I think Don't she, look at her lips. I think her lips are chapped. What did you fucking just say about my daughter's lips? Don't you? F- she doesn't have lips. Fuck you. Um, lips implies kissing. Yeah. <laughs> like, why are you looking at my child's lips? Yeah, stop it. No, the lips serve a lot of purposes. You want to do an examination? Why don't we take it down yeah, to the fucking like, morgue? I mean, what besides... Okay, so you eat things... Or like, with your lips. With your... Well, you eat things with your mouth. They have to that, pass through the lip lips. gate. And then you kiss people on the lips. And then what else? There's really nothing else besides that. So I mean, you could do other sexual things with your lips. It's very orally sexual for you to be saying, hey. There's lots of non-sexual things you can do with your lips. I like your lips. We will say that, of course. Like beatboxing. Samantha is the second guest to bring us a treat. Uh, We will say a belated thank you to our past guest, Hope, for bringing us baklava. But uh, Samantha has brought us sweet, delicious Miller High Life. Mm. The champagne of beers, it says. Yeah. Sweet. Uh, the, The craziest thing was that she brought two beers for us and none for herself. I was drinking water. I had way too much last night. You don't need to justify yourself to our listeners. Yeah. You listen to us. She doesn't have to justify nothing. Yeah. If uh, you got a problem, you gotta go through us. That's I already had two tall boys. Sorry, guys. <laughs> Beep, boop. Boop. 9am. Uh, <laughs> and that's the cold open. Brr. Brr. I thought you were gonna spit out your beer Brr. so you could do the burr. Okay, so we start off and Jody Sweden is at the kitchen table for what is most likely the single greatest side gag uh, in the I, history yeah, of television. Yep. What did you write here? Pilot <laughs> tissue setup. <laughs> someone goodness. someone created this little this little tiny mountain. It's I like would a, say it's pretty big compared to her, though. It's like a, 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 a close encounters of the third kind mashed potato yeah. mountain of tissues. And it's gross. Someone they're definitely all, used all a whole crumbled. box. Do you think? Yeah. Do you think they they put real boogers in them? Well, um, um, so. you know, it's definitely. 
possible. You know what? I bet you any time Stamos put Joey's or his fingers in Joey's nose, he probably wiped it. Oh yeah, when he did the old uh, uh, the wrestling yeah. claw maneuver. Yeah, when he where it's goes like, give me your into, nostrils. Yeah, he's like, come here, Joseph. Can you stop doing that with your fingers? Okay, please. <laughs> this is how Together. I finger. This is just how I do it. Uh, Two fingers with like a fair amount of space between them. You like we go in there and then you spread and then. Okay, this is how you do it. Start with a general peace sign. Okay, you're matching. Bunny ears. I'm giving bunny ears for a peace sign, and then turn little your fingers uh, into little claws. <laughs> and then and what I need you to do is uh, rotate the hand and then make it horizontal as opposed to make your arm horizontal. And then you sort of hook yourself into the vagina, find that sweet bean, oh. and then just vibrate. <laughs> have, you, have you done this before? Because I feel like you're full of it. And this I is don't my know style. I would feel, okay. This is my right. style. Right. If I, really I don't ever this want is, you near my vagina. This is at Kentucky all. style. <laughs> Kentucky. Like Kentucky. And what style. you do is get a little bunny friend to join in. <laughs> Oh man! I gave that girl some burgoo. She was as happy as as a, as a, as a possum. <laughs> happy as a. And as then a, uh, and yeah, then find I, that bean though. Yeah, find the bean. Then I clawed her. Stephanie has this pile of tissues, <laughs> and she's saying, "I will not sneeze. I will not sneeze." Ha-ba-ba. Mind over matter. Ha 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 she just says achoo, doesn't she? Yeah, she doesn't. She literally says achoo, so the chew piece. can blow. But does that make sense? The would the, would the tissues react that way to just going achoo at it? Like yes. they explode, like the little. If you bl- if you blow on the tissues, now that I think about it, they're not inherently heavy. <laughs> yeah. I thought that there was a little bit more weight and mass. Do you think to there's them. there's some like tech person? So there person, probably wasn't many boogers. Some tech out. person like under the table that's just like <laughs> like a little it's, fire. It's there's a stack of tissues. There's a firecracker within the tissue pile, and they're like, Stephanie, once the firecracker is lit, you have Run. nine. This seconds. was the entire budget for this episode. <laughs> Kleenex explosion. No, for sure. There. I mean, she definitely blew it. She yeah. was like, at you. So Michelle sees this moment of weakness. She enters and she goes, Oh, what? Is this I see? Perhaps one of the older girls is getting a little uh, sicky. So she does what John probably considered one of the grossest things to ever it happen was. on this show. Is she goes into the fridge? No, she first gets the dog bowl. She first you, gets you, the, you describe this. Like yeah. describe first, this whole she's thing. She's like, oh, you don't feel good. I'll take care of you. Goes gets the dog bowl full of water. Puts it. Of course, there's a tiny little table. A little play table for Michelle that she puts it on. Goes inside the fridge and un. Uh, it's like a no-lid, open container full of fried chicken bucket, bucket and it just pulls out one <laughs> freaking leg. See, the, a wing. It's like a wing. A wing, and she just starts stirring it in the dog bowl water and says, there's chicken soup. The punchline doesn't make it any better. Like, the image is so sickening and visceral, like wet dog water mixed with cold, dead animal meat. Yeah. Like the little skin flakes falling off and like mixing, yeah. falling to the bottom of the, and the bowl. And the wasn't it wasn't covered. The most bizarre recurring thing about this show is its relationship with uh, leftover chicken. There used to be a running gag where John Stamos would open up the fridge, he'd take out a small bowl, like a, a, a bowl you would find in your house, and it would be filled with cold chicken. And he would take the bowl and he would just munch on a wing. He did it in multiple episodes. Yep. And now we've apparently graduated. We have a better budget now that we can afford to two episodes in a row now. The last one we did and this one. Same bucket of chicken being brought out of the fridge filled to the brim. I mean, I used to eat cold chicken, fried chicken, but I used to put hot sauce on it. So Okay. So it gets a free pass? Yeah. <laughs> Condiments, condiments, you think that's right? Condiments make everything a free pass. Of course, more characters start walking into the kitchen. Uh, it's Stamos and Coulier. I, I made a lot of Phil Collins jokes about how Stamos is dressing now, but now I think he's dressing like Peter Gabriel. Like these very big shoulder yeah. jackets. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Big blazers. But every they're also fucking bright scene. colors. Yep. They're very bright Well, Sam colors. said that uh, it was Night at the Roxbury, it which was. is perfect. It's very yes, much. Because it's so in much this that. first scene, he's in purple. And he always wears that uh, cross around his neck, and like, Night at the Roxbury, they always have like their chains around their neck and stuff like well, that. Well, the Roxbury guys also wear, like, sneakers because Stamos is wearing sneakers with this suit. It's crazy. It might uh, That's it might his thing. Black. Always, like, bright and white kicks. 
sneakers with a suit. Say, yeah. But like black jeans were the thing back then. So yeah. like you could wear anything with black jeans. They're very excited because they're about to pitch this ad campaign mm-hmm. for IQ Man. IQ Man. Which is a uh, clone. So Kimmy and oh, DJ stuff. come in after they, the sta- they established this whole, we're about to go do this ad yeah. campaign. DJ and Kimmy are presumably... I, I think this is what's happening. They are planning the entire school's career. Day. I don't yeah. think that's the. I don't think that's the. They on, seem to be yeah. booking guests. No, for the entire career. They just day. want something for them. They do in the beginning. I would say. <laughs> I don't know if that's true. Yeah, they they, they they might be networking with the other students to get the guests, but Kimmy and DJ seem to be in charge of it. That's not how career day works. I know, and no, that's why I think it's crazy. Sure. But that's not the case. Every every student was bringing their own thing. J- Jamie Chung was no, bringing. No, it was some Jamie. Jeffrey. Chung. It was Jamie Jimmy, Chung's an Jimmy actress. Chung. <laughs> Jimmy Chung Jimmy was Chung. bringing his Jimmy Chunga. <laughs> And introducing Jimmy Chonga. No, Jimmy Chung Chung. was bringing his aunt, Connie Connie Chung. Which I called right when he said Chung. I was like, Connie Chung! Yeah, you you called that. I called that. I was so excited about Connie Chung. You don't have to take a lot of leaps, to be fair, to get to that punchline. I know, but I was like, oh, Connie Chung, yes. I want to see Connie Chung. And we don't get to. (laughs) I think you were disappointed, too. You were like, Connie Chung's going to be in this? Like, you were a little intrigued. Yeah. And she's not. She's not. Spoiler alert. So, but that kid got his own, like, celebrity. His own person for career day. So, okay, let's assume this this is a normal career day. Every student is bringing their own person. But they keep saying, we already have a TV star. Like, Jimmy's going to bring his Aunt Connie, so they're like, hey, Danny, we don't need you to come and represent Wake Up San Francisco. We don't want you to do that because we have someone from TV. Well, you can't what is have- this weird thing? Like, every single person has to, like, fill a slot. Yeah, you can't have a career day full yeah, of the same yeah. careers. Why? But that, you can't, you can't Because the kids don't learn anything yeah, that way. Yeah, and the way. kids need to know what their options are. It's all yeah, options. Yeah, John. Well, let's see, like, you had an entire classroom and no one all had a TV for all star of celebrities. in the <laughs> I mean, I will, I will be honest with you. My mom owns a pony ride business, so she was always in career day and, like, telling people about horses and ponies. And was everyone. she bringing the ponies? No, but she did bring them for field day. And, well, like, the field carnival, day. And the carnival. Yeah, like, my mom was the, the What is the name of the pony riding business? The Pony Ride Express. The Pony Ride Express. Mm-hmm. How many ponies did she have at any given time? Oh, well, now we have probably, like, 26. That's but, a lot of ponies. But she started, like, doing birthday parties and, like, um, like company picnics and only had, like, two or three. Okay. And then we, like, expanded our business and have, like, a like domestic petting zoo. And that's actually, uh, that's an amazing idea for, a, for, like, your own business. Yeah. Speaking of, like, creating your own business for this fucking episode. Yeah. Because it's so hard to get that idea for a business that everyone will want it. All the time. Yeah. Like, this will always be something. It's never going to go out of style. Right. Kids love fucking ponies. They do. And they can they can bring they can be brought to any number of events. Oh yeah, I mean like I, w- I was an asshole when I was a kid and be like you're not coming to my birthday party and there's gonna be pony rides. So <laughs> I was an asshole <laughs> so. as a kid. Yeah, I was. I was just like, so you can either be nice to me or you're not. Were you're ponies pony always a staple? Then I assume at the birthday parties that you I mean, held. They, yeah, and then one time when I was five, I want to say I was five years old, my pony star got loose off the trailer. And, like, they couldn't find her and got loose, like, and I live in the suburb of Cleveland, of Cleveland, and so, like, oh, no. they found her in, like, by the freeway on, like, 91, like, eating grass, like, on the outside, she was just chilling there. <laughs> Cars <laughs> zooming by. That pony was not thrown at all. And I was just, like, crying on my fifth birthday, like, my pony's gone, my pony's gone. What was the name of this pony? Star. Star. That's Star. a good name for a pony. Yeah. Well, I, I'm, I'm sort of baffled that, that that pony wasn't freaked out at all. No, well, you have to understand, like, we have a business where we, like, literally bomb-proof them, so they're not afraid of that, because they have, you like... bomb-proof them? Like, in the sense, like, that's what sure. we call it, because, like, you know, kids and stuff, they'll run underneath the ponies and stuff, and we have to yeah. make sure the ponies aren't going to react to it. So, so they're what just, do you do? Like, you, like, put, take a pony and then take a car and just drive around? No, like, but, like... <laughs> that's we, exactly what they do. No, <laughs> but you, like, yeah, you pretty much, like, make them, like, accessible to any possible scenarios and, like... Well, and I'm sure if you raise them also, like, from yeah. a young age, just getting them used to be around 
people yeah. of different heights and sizes and yeah, stuff yeah. like that. Oh, yeah, for sure. But and like, then, of course, you do the car thing where you just yeah, drive them around. But yeah, my mom would always, like, for career day, I'd be like, you want to come? But, like, you know, she'd come in her, like, boots and, like, you know, jeans yeah. and stuff like that. She'd adopt like, she a dialect. Came, she just came out of the, you know, from the barn, like, feeding the horses. And everyone was just like, you know, when you were in a city suburb, everyone's like, Whoa. How exotic. <laughs> How foreign to us. Yeah, I remember, like, in the music class, they're, like, going around, they're like, oh, who's everyone's favorite, like, music? And I was like, Garth Brooks. And everyone just started busting out laughing because, like, country wasn't, like, super big, like... Uh-huh. This was, like, a conversation that your friends were having? Or? Like, in music class, we had to oh, go in music all class. around, so, like, and I was like, Garth Brooks! Do you still love country? Yeah. But, like, what were the kids saying in your class that was, like... Oh, they they called me, they thought I was a hillbilly, for sure. But, like, what was the music they liked? Oh, like, TLC. I so guess Mariah the, Carey was sure. probably really big. What we did did not fit into the suburb of what people were used to. Sure. It's definitely more city than country. Okay. Yeah. Well, fuck those kids. <laughs> no one... Oh, are you a fan of Fanimal? <laughs> Get the fuck out of here. Yeah. Like those little skits they do between yeah. tracks? Yeah. You know what Garth Brooks is singing about? Standing outside the fire. <laughs> That little uh, that little mentally disabled boy just wants to run track. Yeah. And, and his father ain't having it. <laughs> I just saw the Garth Brooks music video for the first time. Uh, Kristen Ramsey showed me the one where he's playing the piano and red paint starts oh, falling all over him. Oh, he's like in a white, he's all yeah. white. Yeah. Like he's like drowning in red paint at one point. Like yeah. it's the weirdest music. <laughs> and he's like staring through the camera yeah. into your fucking soul like, he always, hey, it's Garth always, Brooks. Like, <laughs> he's like very like... His hat was kind of down, then he'd, like, lift up a little bit and do, like, the Garth yeah. Brooks look. Full white it's outfit like, with the white cowboy hat. Yeah. A lot of white. Yeah. Like, a lot of just, like, we get it, Garth. Pure. Yeah. Pure. pure. Un- unsullied by the races. <laughs> I love Garth Brooks. Oh, the red. What is it? The red. Uh, hmm. <laughs> oh, the red. Chris- Kristen was singing it uh, before every show that we did. Like the red hooks or the the, the red strokes or something like that. See, and I I think it's red strokes, and okay. I because I wasn't familiar. I remember that music video, but my favorite song was "Calling Baton Rouge" because it had my name in it. Because he goes, "Hello, Samantha, dear. I hope you're feeling fine." And, and you're like, like hey, "That's me." I take a girl. Especially like you have a name like Samantha. Most people, I mean, like they they don't really put it in their songs. You know, it's not as uh, it doesn't have a it doesn't have like a. It's no uh, Lucy in Sky like, with Diamonds. Oh, man, that's too many. No, Samantha. Samantha is too hard to say. Samantha. Samantha. Samantha's too hard to say. <laughs> By the time I finish saying Samantha, I'm already out of melody. Yeah. <laughs> we'll write a different try, melody. Try, Shut up. Try <laughs> Sam or Sammy. Oh, that's awful. How about Big S? <laughs> Big, Big S. S. Well, yeah, S. S-y. For Superman. Hey, let's call you Superman. I'm just going to write a song about Superman. <laughs> <laughs> Superman and that hoe. Superman and that hoe. And then that other guy stole it from me. <laughs> I don't think that's true. Shania Twain. Oh, <laughs> I was Shania playing Shania Twain, Twain the whole time. Oh, wow. Shania Twain. Whew. You got a shimmy, shake, make, make a earthquake. earthquake. Kick, turn, stomp, stomp. <laughs> Man, I feel like a woman. <laughs> if, I make, if I make you a shitty dinner, you better fucking ask for seconds, you piece of shit. <laughs> Any man of mine is going to fucking take my goddamn abuse. This is reverse abuse. <laughs> Uh, but I mean, the way she looked, she could get away with it. Yep. If I don't hot. fit into my dress, you better fucking lie to my face. <laughs> She's hot. Have we, we talked about her on this podcast I think before? We have. And how I think that song's really weird. And then I like used to look at her. That was like my. <laughs> oh, you're what? Why are you doing I used that to with like your look. Fingers? He's taking out the liner notes <laughs> of a CD. I think. Yeah, the CD like. And uh, you, thing and like oh the yeah, with like like the the fold like in the front. But like you the, said before you cut yourself <laughs> off, you said. I used to use it as no, my, or I I, I used to that. have that as my. I did not say that. I used to use it as my flap flap material. <laughs> that bathroom has been oddly quiet for the last 25 minutes. Knock, no. knock, knock, really? Brandon. No, I was young. I was young. <laughs> I needed an escape. I only stole a loaf of bread. We're young and unafraid. Yeah. We have a not as gross gag later on. Where Michelle gives Stephanie some orange juice. Mm-hmm. And that's when we realize that Michelle's idea of making food is water plus, plus. solid object equals thing. Yes. <laughs> chicken soup is water plus chicken. Orange juice, entire orange in glass of water. Dun-dun-dun. Yeah. Yeah, that all makes sense to me. Well, and then also Jodie Sweeney had her moment on the show 
when she was downstairs and Uncle Joey needed to give her her uh, nasal spray, and she did this acrobatic move, which was so unnecessary. What did but it she was like, do? She, she was like, like on the ground, and she pretty much like scorpions. Yeah, oh, she yes. got on her tummy, yeah. and she put her feet against the back, back of her, her own head. head. And then she tilted her head back so he could shoot it in. But really, all you needed to do was tilt your head back. But this was, like, Jody's probably moment in the show because they're like, This is something I can do. But you can do this, so we're just going to throw this in there so you feel good. She absolutely said, literally, what a child says. She goes, look what I can do. I want to do this in the show. And they were like... Fine, Jody. Jesus Christ. <laughs> she desperately wants to do not up. cute anymore, as Brandon keeps saying. So yeah. ultimately, Michelle's caretaking of Stephanie results in Michelle catching the cold that Stephanie has. Mm-hmm. Ha ha ha. Isn't yeah. that a funny C plot? Yeah, but her what's her line? She's like, she makes me sick. <laughs> she says that to Joey. She's and like, jo- she makes me sick. And then and Joey's like, what? And Stephanie's like, what, what she, she means, means is uh, I give her my cold. I want I want Michelle be like, no. <laughs> That's not what That's I meant. That's not what I meant. Don't you dare. <laughs> Don't put words in my mouth, you fuck. Well, so Michelle has <laughs> been bossing. Jody. I feel no, so I bad for her. Michelle has been bossing Stephanie around the whole episode, being like, get her to bed. You yeah. have to get to healthy. And so Stephanie turns that on her. And <laughs> Michelle... That kind of sounded like in a small Italian man. When that's, like, get to bed. That's, that's, always, that's always his get Michelle. Get to bed. It's like crazy like, Otto, oh, do you think so? Otto, Otto. Okay, then. Okay, I'll tell you then. what I do. That's always your Michelle. But Stephanie's like, all right, get Michelle, to get into bed. And she goes, chill out, dude. <laughs> <laughs> and she's like, there are shots of Michelle where like it's no dialogue. She just throws Stephanie shade, like looks on Michelle's oh, face. Yeah. Smir- yeah, what's that? What's that when she gives that like smirk? She like, does like a head tit. She uh, <laughs> head tit. <laughs> she's one of those head tits. Show me that head tit. I want That's when you got a zit that on the top of your tit. head and you're just like head, head tit. tit. Your head looks like yeah, a tit. No, she definitely gives her daggers. <laughs> Of course, Connie Chung doesn't show up to career day because Jimmy Chung is not actually related to her. He he was racist (laughs) towards himself and used assumptions that the class would have had. He's like, oh, yeah, my name's Chung. And you stupid white people will buy anything because I'm a fucking Asian. And I just want to be cool for a day. (laughs) Cool for a day. So then he lies. And DJ says that stupid, stupid liar Jimmy Chung, which is not even his last name, which they never even say what his last name is. No, his last I no, they li- said his name's last name's not Chung. They they make that statement. Yeah, DJ was like. Then they don't Jimmy know Jimmy Chung. well at all. <laughs> He's a liar. His last name's not even Chung. I'm like. Whoa. His name is Jimmy Edelweiss. It's <laughs> <laughs> like, not as not Chung <laughs> as you could fucking get. Oh, He's from man. fucking goddamn Poland. <laughs> Jimmy My name is Jimmy Edelweiss. Like, I've seen imagine, shit. Could you just imagine, like, he's just like this the whole time? <laughs> just he's walking back. through the halls with his eyes, like... Yeah, I'm Jimmy Chung. <laughs> <Stop. laughs> like, I know that's First so of all, terrible. I think you need to stop doing it. <laughs> because the more you do it... The worse it looks. What's wrong with putting my fingers up to my eyes and pulling them backwards? Hi, I'm Jimmy Chung. <laughs> Your name is Jimmy Edelweiss. You're a, that liar, Jimmy Chung. And a loser. Chung's not even his last name. So, Danny and Becky do have to step in at the last moment. No one gives a fuck about Wake Up San Francisco. No. The kids don't give a fuck. And they keep asking about Connie Chung. Like, how tall she would be. How does Connie like it? Excuse me? You know, how does she like it? Like, like what? In you, know? Ass, you know? How does she like it on a Saturday night? <laughs> but mind you, during this whole thing, there's no teacher. And DJ's <laughs> <laughs> DJ the MC. She's at the very least the MC. If she didn't organize the whole event. There is a teacher in the background. I don't think that's a teacher. I think that was probably someone from career day. No, there's, there's a whole a, bunch one of man behind the desk. A teacher should be doing the introductions. Yeah, no one. DJ should not. DJ shouldn't have to be the hype man. Well, maybe she's just the hype man for Becky and Danny. Yeah. That might make more she doesn't, sense. She doesn't. We don't see her introduce, introduce the butcher. <laughs> No, she or the, she does the outro for the butcher. She does fucking Christ. We try to give this show some fucking sen- like Conspiracy. sense of reality. <laughs> the yeah. butcher, the baker, the fucker. <laughs> the butcher, by the way. This is my dad, the fucker. He's going to give a three-minute presentation. How do you like it? Can I have a volunteer? Can I have a volunteer? 
can I have a volunteer? Can I get an amen? <laughs> oh my god. This is He's the fucker. <laughs> um, yeah, the butcher talked 10 minutes. The butcher and gave them mini sausages. Mis- but they were just like hot dogs on a white string. That's cut, what it was. There's a gag where they cut to dogs. they cut to a shot of the entire class and they all at the same time hold up sausages on strings and they're like we love the butcher. <laughs> We're gnawing on fucking curated meats back here, like a hungry bunch of gays. And meanwhile, while, while Danny and Becky are doing their stuff, you see the butcher and the cop in the background, they're just pissed. Yeah, they're, they're so like, like, who the just fuck like, are these fruits? This sucks, this sucks, only five more minutes, and then, oh, Uncle Jesse and Joey come! Early in the episode, they throw this ad campaign pitch in Joey's basement apartment. They invite Mr. Malatesta from their ad yeah. agency. Thanks you, thank you for leaning in to go unprofessional. unprofessional. No, because back. it really is because their ad, the ad, like the people that are in charge of it are sitting on Joey's bed. That's gross and unprofessional and too laid back. Yeah, like you need to be in a proper office setting. Like and especially like I don't know you. I don't want you sitting on my bed. I don't know if you took the bus to get here or the train. And I don't want that on my bed. And I think the only exposition Joey says is thank you for agreeing to let us have the meeting here. But there is no real reason given as to why it's happening. Did you guys notice the jumbo cards that were like Of course placed? the jumbo cards. Like, yeah, like, his his room is a house of horrors when it comes to tchotchkes. Horrors or horrors? Why can't we have both? <laughs> There's this like this lady that crawls out underneath. Why must we chew? Oh no, we don't need to yet. <laughs> oh my god, a fucking snake woman. I fucked Joey at night. <laughs> Brandon's laughing so hard because he's He feeds me chili. I wish I you had hate. one. Oh, you want a snake woman. <laughs> Hello, Brendan. Yes. Do as I say. Okay. Uh, whoa, they whoa, whoa. they bring Miss Garland into the room. Like she's in charge of the IQ Man brand. The pitch that they give, which is interrupted by Stephanie needing a fucking nasal drip, yeah, for no reason. Yeah, and that's when she does the scorpion. And that's when we get the orange juice jet ja- uh, uh, gag. Yeah, not jag the famous TV show about uh, pilots, uh, which I think I've referenced about sixteen times throughout this podcast. <laughs> Describe this pitch. To Brandon. It's so bad. Uh, it's called IQ Man, and so uh, it's a cologne. Um, and so what Joey describes is that there's this there's this woman. Is there a woman already there? We open well. Yes. We open in a library, which is insane, and then we pan over to a painting of a woman. Yes, there's a woman in a painting, and he says she's wearing like a wisp of chiffon. Yes, <laughs> something like that. And then the IQ Man enters. And then we, like, pan over to Joey, who's coming down. Uh, uh, Jesse. I'm sorry, Jesse, who's coming down the basement. And he's got a Hugh Hefner robe and glasses. And he says a quote that's supposed to be, like, faux smart or faux philosophical. And it's like, I want to know why I must know what I know. And that is all. Yeah, some it doesn't make any like sense. That. It's I think it's supposed to be inherently like ridiculous. Yeah, but it was stupid. And then the woman comes out of the painting. Yeah, the woman then becomes real. There's like yeah. mist and fog, and they're yeah they're joined. And she's like, "Is it your eyes that no. I like?" And he no. rips his glasses off. No. Yeah, is it a second thing that I can't remember? No, no, it's not that. And he says, "Do not love me for those things. Love me for my IQ." <laughs> It should just be called IQ. Yeah. I feel like Cologne's, like, simplicity in branding is is always a factor. Mm-hmm. Why is it IQ man? Like, it just seems like one too many things. Yeah. IQ, that's a name for a Cologne. Yeah. Yeah. It's no, a sure. shitty name, but it's a name. True. Uh, they love it. Yeah, but... They fucking but, love it. But the thing is, before they even get through the thing, you see this, like, sexual tension between... Uh, Miss Garland and John Stamos. So you obviously see, like she's she's liking Uncle and, Jesse. And she's, she's older. Miss Garland is. She's, she wants it. Yeah. she wants it. She would be like how I would be in real life to John Stamos, making it very clear. Like she's hey. not. She's not like tiptoeing around it. She's like, just so you know, if you if you if you nod. Yeah. I'll, I'll fuck you. My panties yeah. will disappear like a fucking copper. Like oh my trip. gosh, where my clothes go? What's up? Uh, What's they up? finish the What's pitch. Up? What's up? <laughs> they they accept the huh? pitch, and Joey and Jesse immediately say, "Great, well, we'll direct it. We we want to direct it." And it's like that makes no fucking sense. Yeah, yeah these aren't these guys aren't directors. And they say, "Well, now all we have to do is cast the perfect IQ man." And Miss Garland says, "I believe we've already found him." <gasps> and this is the best <gasps> part coming up. The oh yeah, next best part. And he's like, "What are you talking about? I can't play the part." And she goes, "Why? You're so very hot." And he goes, no, I'm not. There's a general crowd reaction. And then right towards the end of this, you just hear, I think, two women go, 
Yeah. He says, no, I'm not. And they go, yeah. It's crazy. The audience is participating I'm a man. I'm a man. in a level that is not okay. No, it's rare that we hear yeah. real reactions like that. Yeah. Like fucking sirens calling you into the rocks. I like, was one of those two. I was actually one of those two. This is a weird, like, clearly this like is 10 live. Years old. Yeah. Clearly this was filmed in front of a live audience, like... There's there's a moment where Jesse and Joey, uh, their faces are really close together, and John Stamos is just like starts laughing because yeah, because it's gay because and it's, funny. It's getting so gay. She decides that she doesn't want the commercial to be set in a in a library. She wants it to be set in a bathroom, mm-hmm. <laughs> so she can get uh, Jesse in a fucking towel. Yeah, and she shows well, like not a, a little towel. Uh, like hand cloth. She's it's like, a washcloth. This, this is what you're gonna. This is what you're gonna wear. And they settle. They don't have him wear a washcloth. They, I think in between scenes we don't see this, but he's like, no, I'm going to wear a towel. But I was excited for this because we talked about this earlier about John Stamos having a weird belly button. Mm-hmm. And someone said that, and I looked at it, and I'm like, yeah, he does have a weird belly button. We're like, oh, this is the moment where we're going to be able to see John Stamos' weird belly button. I'm going to yeah. look it up, though. But he actually has it too hot. You can't really see. You see his, something. You like see, you, like, the happy trail, like, the beginning of the uh-huh. happy trail, but you don't actually see, like, like the the attention to detail from your perspective, yes. like where is it? No, yeah, I was like really looking. You oh. wanted to see like the 1990 91 version of like, oh yeah, how is that belly button like, like grown na- yeah. with time? Because we were saying he recently showed it off on Kimmel. Yeah, it's like see how it's like in. First, oh yeah, and then, like, yeah, it's yeah. Kind of like it's like it looks like a little mouth. It looks like a mouth more than an O. Oh well, in this photo, it's it's very much an Audi. Yeah, but it's like weird. What does this belly button like change with the seasons? Oh, he does. It's an Audi. It's a full Audi. Weird. Isn't it? Brandon, now that you have your phone out, I do want to talk a little bit about this woman who's in the commercial. Uh, bring up Kieta's yes. IMDb page. Okay. Now, Kieta mm-hmm. plays, according to the credits, the model. And yeah. she's she's the woman that uh, Dave she is very Joey would have played for this pitch. Yeah. Kieta has only three other credits beyond mm-hmm. this full house appearance. Right, and her very first credit is Playgirl Killer. Can you read the tagline at the bottom? Well, there are there are lots of taglines. They're in this cursive font. Oh no. It says, oh my god, driven by a heated passion, haunted by an exotic and misty nightmare. He was their lover, then their killer. In the end, he became their victim. This is 1967, by the way. What are you talking about? 67? I feel like that doesn't make any sense. She didn't look that old at all. But under sorry, real quick, under Playgirl Killer, there's another thing that says Painted red for passion, red for rage, and red for his beautiful victims. How could she have been in this in the 60s? That doesn't make any sense at all. Unless she was a baby. Weird. What character does she play? Does she play baby? She plays... It doesn't say. It doesn't... That doesn't make any sense that she... She's also in the cold of the night as laser model one. (laughs) In the cold of the night! Click on that poster. I want to see that. That's another porny type movie. And the tagline is... Lost in a sea of passion... He found the girl of his nightmares. Oh, and it's in the cold of the night, the 2003 version. <laughs> Do you think these are weird, like, anthology movies of, like, softcore porn stories? I love how every, every movie so far she's in, it's passion. It's very passion. Yes. We need to passion. use you for your your, your ever-fading looks. It's part of the, the Nico Mastorakis? Mastorakis collection. Mm. Okay. It, he's, the, he's the director, so it's like I'm a sure series. he is. Some creep. Let's look at all. I the mean, other speaking things. of porn, like the bathroom set for this commercial, I kept saying looked like a porn set. It did because it had like those old tiles that were like kind of like black and white. Yeah, and, like, yeah. It was very, it was very porny. And that fact so that porny. Joey was like on the thing, like um, Joey is the director. Sorry, yeah. we we should mention Joey is the director of the commercial. What is this? The wind. Is she in this? How did you know? this No, this, this is just part of this dude's collection. Okay, so that movie's called The Wind. That poster's That's crazy. That's got Meg Foster from, uh, from um, Masters of the Universe. Oh, goodness gracious, night. Great Balls of Fire. Okay, so put the phone away. we okay, got to wrap up these plots. Uh, so she's chasing him with a, fair, a pair of scissors at one point, being like, let's make that towel smaller, shall we? Yeah, and yeah. Joey's kind of like just doing, being the yes man. He's like, yeah, we're going to do whatever they want. Well, he's the actual director of this. It's and weird he has, that like, the, he is, yes, Stamos is said, not yeah. directing. Yeah. yeah, and he's wearing a Red Wings cap, like a bright red yeah. Red Wings cap with a red <sighs> shirt and like a weird sort of telescopic, yeah. portable handheld yeah, lens what, around his what, neck. Yeah, what was that? I have no idea. 
Like looking at boobs. <laughs> you can look at boobs yeah, with it. Yeah. But pretty much Uncle Jesse gets very uncomfortable. He's like, I'm not doing this anymore. And his boss is like, if you're not doing it, then you're out. And Yeah, and like, you're fired from like the ad agency yeah, in general. Yeah. And then he's like, fine. And then Joey almost didn't go with him. Yeah, Joey was like, well, we're just now like getting to do literally everything at this point. We're directors, we're actors, we're like get on the up and up. Right. And Jesse literally just says but you're my friend. And Joey's like, well, fuck me, I guess. Yeah. I guess I can't have my own individualized career options. Yeah, he was like, you're right. I quit, too. If you don't feel comfortable, then I quit, too. Yeah. So they go to career day, basically saying, like, jobs aren't a big deal. You don't have to have one. Yeah, (laughs) and then Kimmy Gibbler, of course, goes... Did you guys just lose your jobs or something? And <laughs> J- Zippy Gibbler. Yeah, that's the delivery. <laughs> Zippy Gibbler. <laughs> he can't. He can't deal with it today. Yeah. Like I, I'm sorry, Kimmy. I know you're gonna grow up to be like a hot ass piece of work, <laughs> but enough already. Um, so and then it's all gone. Like all the career. Like everyone leaves. Like the bell rings. And the bell rings. And the and longest like class D- ever. It's DJ and Uncle Jesse and. It's basically everyone except much. Stephanie and Michelle. Yes. It's the whole family. And they talk about like there's they're like yeah we just lost our jobs like what do we do and then DJ said we just learned this the other day you should get a business loan and start your own business. Yeah, Why you know, they in, her, just- in her seventh grade business class. Any adult in that in that scene could have just said that. She then says, like, everyone's like, yeah, like, we should do this. Like, yeah, we should Let's start, start our own and advertising. And then she, DJ gets so excited. She's like, yeah, and you can make your own business cards. <laughs> the whole family erupts after that line. They're like, yes! Cards! Holy shit! They love like, business yeah, cards. They're like, yeah, we're going to have our own business. And DJ, then- go back to class. <laughs> they, they realize they can't get a business loan because they don't have any real, like, credibility for a bank to give them this loan. Right. Danny comes in humming the impossible dream for Man of La Mancha, and he just gives them a check for an undisclosed amount of money. Yeah. And they're like, great. Enough to start a business, apparently, so we assume thousands of dollars. And he's like, I'll be a silent partner. he's like, I want to be an investor. Yeah, that was the big thing. And And they're kind of not into it. But the thing is, that's interesting, because once you have someone pouring money in it, they have an opinion, too. So And he says, he makes the joke, like, yeah, we'll call it Double J and D advertising. And they're like, There's no no way this isn't going to be a conflict future episode. Oh, absolutely. God, I would hope that, like, they would try to serialize, like, try to call that back. Yeah. That's the proper ending. Mm-hmm. All three of them humming. Well, <laughs> do we know, do we know what their business is going to be? Are they going to try for their own, like, ad the agency? Whole, or? The whole arc of their careers as advertising agents and jingle artists has been so muddled. At one mm-hmm. point, if you remember, they were working in the basement apartment that Joey has, and they had their own sign. Do you remember that? And it said something like J&J Advertising. Mm-hmm. But they were still working for Mr. Malatesta, who has his own company. Like, it's like nobody so, in this I wonder, sitcom like, I feel room. Like maybe they were like kind of consultants almost for that guy. They kind of were then, freelance yeah. at a certain point. But, but they weren't they freelance because the guy was like, this you can't quit. Yeah, like, you work for me. Then they they wouldn't have to worry about being fired. Mr. Brown tested so in this episode. So pretty much, I wonder if it's like he was like kind of they were like kind of consultants working for him, and now they're going to take all his business, his and business all his clients. He's like, You're, "Who's coming with me?" Like Just during like, wire moments, like, "Yeah, who's coming with yeah. me?" And the Mr. Brown test is like. Man. Oh my gosh, I can't believe I talk like this in this episode. Listen, Ooh. boys. This is the worst dentures ever. They're like way too perfect. They I didn't notice that. Perfect. They have way, yeah, they're really white and really So straight. critical of these dentures. One thing dentures. I know about Samantha, well, she can spot dentures. <laughs> yep. I'm an eyes smile girl, I tell you. A couple of quick other notes that I just had sort of all over the map here. The, the, the butcher looks like Don DeLuise. <laughs> Oh, I didn't look at his face. Uh, otherwise known as Itchy from All Dogs Go to Heaven. Yeah. <laughs> a lot of voice work. He was in Cannibal well, you, Run. Well, he also, his son does a lot of stuff now. Oh, what's his son? Um, Who is I don't his know son? if you guys went to Disney's uh, Waverly Place, Wizard of Waverly Place. But <laughs> Did we watch? I, did you say watch or go to? I, I don't, Whatever. <laughs> Watch, experience. go to, experience. Go to the world in your mind. <laughs> when, I, when I used to watch that show, I liked to think that I was going to Waverly Place. Yeah, so Wizards of Waverly Place, Selena Gomez's dad is Dom DeLuise's son. Really? Why do you know that? Mm-hmm. Yeah, how, how do you know that? Because I saw in the like the credits and said... Okay, uh, so you watched the show? You watched that show regularly? Oh yeah, no, for sure I did. How old would you old. have been for You're that? Too old. I was in college. <laughs> what did you like about that show? That uh, they were wizards? You'd like that? Yeah, I <laughs> did guess you, so. <laughs> did you like the, did you like the magic? Wizards, huh? Yeah, I was just like, 
like they had their own place. <laughs> yeah, I mean, like there weren't many good kids shows. Yeah, so I was like, I love the Disney Channel. I'm not afraid to say it. I love the. Do Disney you like watch the Sweet Love Life of the Zach. Sweet Love of sweet Zach and love. Cody, which is part of that passion project? Yeah, the Sweet Life of Zach and Cody. Love that. Oh no! I watched you the did? cruise ship one. What about dog? on deck? What's that called? On, on deck. What about Zach and dog with a block? Uh, no, I don't know what Dog that with a blog is later. pretty great. Like, yeah. I've only seen half of one, but the dog at the fucking laptop with his paws <laughs> pulling a full Dookie Hauser, the mouth, like, moving, like, today I learned that <laughs> some things get rough. Uh, last, well, last week we talked about the show Jesse. I can't help it. I I've st- never seen Jesse. What's that about? Do you know what I've that one's even about? Uh, okay, She's like Jesse, a babysitter. I think she yeah, has a blog too or something. Jesse, they all have blogs. She like, takes care of kids. Because they like end up using the same actors like to do spin sitcoms like. Oh, off spin-offs, of that. Yeah. yeah, spin-offs. So I think Jesse was like originally the girl on Sweet Life of Zach and oh, Cody, like okay. on deck, and then she ended up being like the caretaker of this other girl. I oh don't know. no. But like it was just like, yeah, I I didn't really watch her. There's also Good Luck Charlie. Which I don't know anything about that. I watched the first season. It wasn't bad. Charlie's a girl, right? Yes. Okay, well, that's the big twist. You're on the up and up on of uh, you know these Disney things. shows. You're like, well, I'll, you know what? I'll give it a season. <laughs> if it doesn't hook well, this me, this is like this is also like college when I actually had cable. So like uh, okay. I would just like watch stuff and like it was whatever. on. Yeah, it was on. So I like wizards. I the- have like a addiction to shows like this. <laughs> you're gonna have to face it. You're addicted to wizards, Waverly Place, and there, there. God as well face it. You're addicted to wizards, of Waverly Place. God as well face it. I hate that. I don't Wait, know. You hate Wait, this? What context? Is where, what context? What context this would ever be in? <laughs> what, why am I listening to this song? This song that is a riff of a real song? Oh. Might as well face it, you're addicted, you're addicted to, to love. love. Oh, okay. Wow. Um, Did you not realize that Shania Twain made her own parody of that music video? Yeah. For and that's the I man. Feel like a yeah. woman? Mm-hmm. A lot of music videos pulled from that imagery of. Yeah. Because I don't know music. Apparently. Uh, oh, so you're going to make fun of my TV choices yes. that you don't know anything about music? Yes. Okay. That's fair. The last thing I have for my notes is when DJ stood up and said to the class, look, stop asking questions about Connie Chung. She's not coming. Get the fuck over it. Brandon wanted <laughs> one of the children to stand up and say, do you remember? I wrote it down. <laughs> what, to DJ? Yeah. Well, I, you I wanted someone to stand it. up and say, shut up, virgin. <laughs> <laughs> Which is actually a pretty amazing, like, (laughs) shutdown. Shut up, virgin. Do you think the tanners are popular at school? No. I feel like, no, I feel like DJ was probably class president because she was, like, that girl that was, like, super organized. And, like, DJ's you know, more popular than Kimmy, make- even though Kimmy's going to grow up to be the one that, like, gets everybody drugs and, like, has awesome parties, and DJ's going to be faded out of the fucking friend network entirely. Kathy Santoni yeah, is getting laid every fucking night the of the good, week. The good thing about it is, you know, I mean, DJ ends up having Steve later on. Oh, so, yes. So then she has someone to And he's a with. winner. Oh, not Steve. You're not, well, you're not I, I shipping think, Steve but, but and I, DJ? I'm pretty sure, from what I recall, and we'll, really we'll get stupid. there, he's supposed to be like a dum-dum. Uh, Steve, who went on to have a beautiful career. A beautiful career? He was Aladdin. Jasmine! We, we all know he was Aladdin. Jasmine! Why, do you, why is that the impression of Aladdin from That's Aladdin? That's how he says Jasmine. That's Jasmine! Not, with, a, like a, with a juicy... Can you, just, can you just do your Michelle Tanner impressions? Because I just want to hear it. What do you want me to say? I oh, don't know. Like, it's just like, I, the way that you say that she says stuff. Listen to me. <laughs> do not understand. Come here, you stupid fuck. <laughs> Let me just... I could be better color. Mm. Michelle Tanner, break his legs. <laughs> mm. You don't seem to understand. I've got a raisin loaf for you. It's got your name it's on it. It's a poopy loaf. <laughs> mm. One day I get a pig. I, I get a pig. I get a lot of chicken. I get a lot of chicken. And I get a biggie big. And then oh. I stomp on your balls. <laughs> and the chicken thing. Chicken. We're going to eat chicken. We when we chicken. will. Now. <laughs> we should eat chicken. Beep, boop, beep, boop, beep, boop, beep. One eight hundred chicken. One 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 chicken, please. Let's Not pass warm. out some awards for uh, some comment awards for Woofworthy Fashion. <gasps> Woof. Woof. These are the awards that go to the individual with the worst sense of fashion. Sure. Brandon, yep. let's start with you. Uh, I'm gonna steal what both of you are probably gonna say, and I'm gonna take Jesse's crazy shirt at the end of this episode, which is uh, nuts. Describe it. Describe it's it. It's like a like a faux like Aztec or like 
one of those like that you find at one of those like Native American stores. It's like so, like you know it's supposed yes. to be like Native American. We like, were talking clothing about, and we stuff. were talking about Just these stores. You know, you know, no one can see your hand quotes. Oh yeah, so. <laughs> Native um, American. Right. Well, those like those stores that like pose to rustic. be like yeah. Um, but it's also it's not rustic. It's not it's not American country. They're not a, they're not like authentic. Native. They're like mm. those. Crazy like knockoff touristy like you can buy this is what like you think it is so here like you can buy stuff. like a giant chrome eagle and like a fucking headdress shirt mm-hmm. with like a headdress on it right it's that are probably shitty. super yeah offensive yeah and, uh, but it felt like one of those shirts of, like, it looks like his shirt is telling a creation and, story yeah like the moon and coyote fucked well, yeah. and from their loins spawned man and I don't know if you guys noticed this but the back of the shirt was a total different color than the front of the shirt it was I'm like, not surprised it was that. like Black in the front and then yellow in the back, like Ugh. bright yellow in the back. And that's where all the cuneiform is. In yeah, the and, the, front. And, the, and the black, and they use like the highlighted colors yep. or whatever. Hated it. Woof, 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 woof. I'm gonna have to give it to DJ's uh, career day school outfit. Completely agree. It Puke had green? The, oh, it wasn't puked to me. It looked like gooey, like uh, chunky marijuana globs. Yeah. Like it looked like a fucking Cheech and Chong. It looked like fucking marijuana. Uh, uh, a separate sort of achievement award to Joey's marijuana. Marijuana tie, like he had a marijuana leaf tie on during the ad campaign pitch. Oh, Uh, he had it with his like whole suit jacket. Who sure was marijuana leaves? It was like yes, it was like it was not maple leaves because they were green, but they were like the very fine tipped four pointed leaves. We're not going to go back and look through the whole episode. Uh, I'm. You, we're we're doing it right now. You're playing it. You're fast forwarding. Sam, what are you gonna give it to? Who are you gonna give it to? You guys were definitely spot on. But I did have a third one because I figured because it was pretty obvious. But it was actually Aunt Becky's dress. I didn't like. Really? And it's not that she can't wear it. It's just that fashion is coming back where it's just like a really oversized shirt and as a dress. Yes. Like it's like don't. That's not. That's not. I just don't think it's a very appealing on women's bodies. Yes. Uh, you know, it looks just, a little bit like a nighty. It looks like a nighty, and it's like, it's why are you wi- short? Yeah, and it's short, and it's like. Also, her I, boobs I, sort of like are doing a weird like bullet yeah, effect. Like yeah. they seem to be poking straight I was out okay of it. With yeah. all of it. We know. I mean, like, but this is the thing. Aunt Becky can wear that, but not. I feel like now it's like people are wearing like the oversized flannel shirts and like having them as dresses, and I'm just like, no, that doesn't work. I just work. don't think it looks. Well, I don't it know. looks like you just woke up, man. Like. I mean, in Brandon's in well, Brandon's, Brandon's little pantalones, he's, he's salty creaming himself. <laughs> All she has to do that's is bend loud. over. That's the sound of what? Well, yeah, because it's... It, the oh. very idea of me taking Lori from behind <laughs> well, it's like oh, all she gets me through a long like, work day. You think about those girls, it's like all they have to do is trip on the sidewalk and it's like there. <laughs> Victim blaming. You think about these girls walking around. They just trip and it's there. <laughs> so take it. <laughs> think about these girls walking around no, in their I mean, shresses. Their shresses. I didn't mean it that way. Of like, go ahead. Have, their shirt dresses. Have a, have a great time with her. I meant it more or less no, like if you're like tri- you tripped on the sidewalk, it's like your yeah. whole clothing fell off. Right. Uh, we're gonna have you make the final call. I say not we're looking at it now. Tie. Brandon says not marijuana. I say it is marijuana. What does that tie make you think of? We're looking at it right now. I don't think it's marijuana. You don't think it's marijuana? I don't think it is. Oh goodness gracious. Okay, no. fine, fine, fine. But it does. It does. It's like stop it's tropical. into there's, the microphone. There's, stop. <laughs> there's different leaf patterns, but I could see where the top one could kind of. Look yeah. like one because it's kind of like. I say they look like fucking marijuana leaves. It's crazy that you guys don't see this. I. Wow! Whoa! Andy. Okay, so those were the common awards for Wolfworthy Fashion. Uh, I, Brandon, I think we're gonna have to. Uh, I think we're gonna have to cut to the classic, classic question. question. Yeah, for classic, classic, classic question. question. Classic uh, question. So, uh, as you can uh, see by just this episode, catchphrases are a big part of it. We got how rude uh, in this episode. A. Did you have a catchphrase growing up? Just something you said a lot as a kid. And then B, do you have a catchphrase now? I do have a catchphrase when I was little, and it was, you don't understand. (laughs) You don't understand. You don't understand. Like, I was always, like, super defensive, and I think it was because I was the younger kid, and my mom would, like, yell at me for something. I'm like, you don't understand. But did you have nothing after that? Nothing. (laughs) Because you were a little kid, and you didn't You knew that. Like, I knew that, but, like, I didn't know what the words meant, so, like, it was just, like, my mom. And my mom's just, like... Shut up. Like, no. Like, just don't do, don't do it. I'm like, but you don't understand. She's like, well, tell me then. And I'm like, 
Your mom seems Don't like understand. no bullshit. <laughs> she is. Like, stop it. Yeah. I don't want, stop watching these shitty things. <laughs> what is wrong with you, you small child? My mom's very strong. Why do you like Full House? Like... You don't understand. <laughs> she, her big, her big, actually, she had a, a thing that she would say, uh, which was, do I have stupid written across my forehead? And I'm like, good catchphrase. No. No, you don't understand? <laughs> I don't, don't understand. understand. No, you don't understand. <laughs> Sammy. Uh, I don't know if I would have a... Oh, yeah, I do have one, and I realize now it comes off really, really shitty, but I would say, good for you. (laughs) (laughs) Because you say, like, good for you. Like, like the other day, like, someone tells you about an achievement. I'm like, hey, like, I really like your outfit. I'm like, good for you, man. And they're like, thanks. And I'm like, someone says to you, I like your outfit. No, like, no, I say to them, like, oh, I like your outfit. And they're like, oh, thanks. I'm like, good for you, man. Like, well, that's almost, you know why they don't like it? Because it's confusing. Yeah. <laughs> but, like, I see good it at the you, wrong man. times. Like, we're just like, oh, uh, you know, oh, I'm doing this. I'm like, yeah, good for you, man. And then they're like, huh? What? Is that insincere? Merry like, Christmas, Samantha. Hey, good for you, man. What? <laughs> <laughs> Stop it. Like, I'm just trying to be like, good for uh, you. It's like you're man. still that kid that doesn't really know what the words mean. <laughs> no. Good for you, man. Like, good for you, man. And then I get I like this, this look back, like, you fucking bitch. The waiter. Like, How's everyone doing tonight? Good for you, man. <laughs> Uh, ma'am, I need a few more minutes with the menu. Yeah. <laughs> but no. good for you. Yeah, I'm just like, I realize it can be shitty now. One question I do have inspired by this episode, I realize, if you could start your own small business today and money was no object, like, what do you think that you would want to go into that wasn't, like, comedy related? I actually been talking about this with a, a good friend of mine, and we were kind of trying to build a business plan in the wintertime because... I think it would be really fun to do, I have a dog, and I want to do, like, a clown and dog, like, show where I would, like, dress up, like, we'd both be clowns, and we'd, like, have our own little sketch, and I could do, like, face painting for the kids, and then, like, the dog's part of it, too, like, some oh, so sort like, the of, dog's like, doing tricks. So, a, yeah. a, a, a clown show business that involves dogs. Yeah, and my, my dog. dog. This sounds like your dog act. as like the other performer. Yeah, yeah. This is yeah. This is a show that you would take. Yeah, because I had, like I feel like um, I get easy laughs from kids because they're stupid and I'm not. <laughs> <laughs> so, and be like that's the pitch. Well, this kids is, are stupid. <laughs> like, dogs are cute. I feel great because I'm like yeah, they're really dumb, but they're laughing. But this is great. Like I want to hear laughter. Do, do you have you talked about this enough with your? Uh, friend enough to where you have like clown persona notes already for yourself. Well, yeah, like ours, like mine would definitely be. I think I would be like boss woman type. Like you know, I don't know if you remember boss like, clown. The, the old like style like clowns with a cigar and he's like oh, the manager yeah. or whatever. Yeah. And like he would just be like the dopey one that's like always getting like kicked around and like it would be all silent, like sure. mostly like music kind of stuff, like all old artsy fartsy. And then there was this one lady that used to do the. Um, birthday party circuit with my mom like they ended up having like a lot of the same birthday parties like my mom would do the pony rides and Sparkles the Clown would come and she would do these face paintings and arm paintings it was so cool that she would do like something like a sleeve up your arm and like have a horse and like just throw a bunch of glitter on it it looked so freaking sweet Yeah. and I'm like I could do that I could definitely do that Yeah. because I I can draw and like paint and stuff like that I'm like oh yeah I should do that Mm -hmm. and that's what I wanted to it's, it sounds like you are inspired by, like, your mom's, like, pony business because, again, like, this is a, an idea that it's never going to go out of style. Right. Like, there will always be children, families, there's children. Always, yep. There's always going to be children. There's always going to be children. <laughs> Fucking people keep making them. Yep. And they're going to need a clown. Yep. <laughs> with a cigar. Yeah. And a, and a bossy attitude. And then, and then the <clears throat> dog at the end just does, like, one trick and everyone falls in love with it. The them. dog did. Well, actually, that makes sense. Like, yeah. Don't make it too complicated. Have the dog do one trick, and the mm-hmm. kids are already in love with the dog. Because it's a dog. Do you think your dog already has a natural yeah, performing? Well, he, his name is Mr. Stevie, and he's adorable. He's a Chihuahua Terrier mix. and he does, <gasps> Perfect for traveling. Yeah, and he does this thing where uh, I go, do your dance, and he goes like this, Aww, and like, of course. goes up in a circle. And Classic like, Chihuahua really, dance. He's really cute. Oh. Yeah, so I think kids would like it. Does he like wearing clothes? He'd have to have some little costume. Yeah, he'd have, probably have like a tutu or something like that. <laughs> a tutu. A tutu. Or like a little backwards Facebook. Oh, you look so cute. Aye, aye. <laughs> well, Samantha, thank you for... Uh, do you prefer Samantha or prefer Sam, Sammy? Uh, yes. n- never Sammy. Um, but like if people... Look, you don't understand. I, I've, I've grown up with Sam my whole life. Yeah, but, I think I've, I've stuck with Sam. Yeah, and the weird thing is, though, I will say this. If I like usually <clears throat> introduce myself or like date someone, they always want to call me Samantha. And I think it's because like Samantha. Sam is like a boy and girl's name. And I don't know if it's like a, a trend I've noticed, but like... Guys will ask me, like, can I call you Samantha? I'm like, 
Yeah, they I ask you. That's my name. They want to be like formal and like it's almost like they're they're you're, you're Samantha you. and I'm I'm man man John. Well, and then I was like, I'm man Tyler. <laughs> okay, then, <laughs> call me man Tyler. Don't call me Ben. Call me Benjamin. Like, <laughs> yeah. like, okay, so you can have Sam, you can have Sammy, you can have Samantha, and then I'm like, what if I just like knocked him off their socks and went by Mantha? Mantha. <laughs> and you look in the eye and you go, why don't you stop telling me what I can have? <laughs> I'm Mantha now. I'm Mantha. Mantha. This sounds awful. Ooh, it bad. sounds like the worst. The creature from the ninth dimension. Mantha. Mantha. We must leave. Mantha is coming. Yeah, but I grew up mostly Sam, and then like okay. people just ask, and I'm like, I don't care. Like, well, Sam, thank you for <laughs> being our honorary thank dude. You. Thank you for these delicious beers. Uh, two guests in a row bringing us treats. So from I'm serious I like that now. Trend. I like Every that trend. guest, if you're fucking listening, you have to bring us. Drinkies or eaties. Did you tell them what we're going to watch after this? Uh, we have not uh, mentioned this. We are going to watch, it's apparently available on demand, John Stamos's uh, n- newest foray into television, and mm-hmm. it's grandfathered. And I, I think we should agree we're not going to do a podcast on it. Well, maybe we'll talk about it next episode up top. Can't we just have things for ourselves? Yeah. <laughs> Why must well, everything be consumable for you people? We'll mention our opinions on it next episode. Yeah, sure. You can listen to this podcast in a variety of ways. iTunes, Stitcher, Libsyn, that's How Rude Podcast dot labs1.com L-I-B-S-Y-N if I was being a little inarticulate. Our Facebook group is fantastic. You uh, can of course get those supplemental materials through Tumblr. That's hrpodcast.tumblr.com If you want to send us messages you can send us an email uh, podcast at gmail.com If you want to send us messages through I don't know, if you're at an airport at a fucking Native American store and you want to do a fucking smoke signal, fucking feel free but you're at an airport at a fucking post 9-11 so I don't really know how that's going to work out for you but <laughs> hope you're white. Um... <laughs> Your decisions don't count if you're white. Uh, So, ladies and gentlemen, I like to get political. Hi, Brandon. (laughs) Or if you want to send us a Facebook message, like 1, 10, or 20. 1, 10, Uh, 20. Sometimes uh, scary people send us messages. It's fine. It's not scary. Uh, Maybe it's uh, uh, a limitation. (laughs) It's fine. (laughs) Just some spooky people. Uh, It's fine. Uh, Spooky. This is the part of the show where we say our names, and then I say, and we'll see you next time. Can you not interrupt? Uh, I'm sorry, when John I like, skips over parts of the podcast. I like her opinion. The, when John the opinion that Brandon over parts of the shouldn't podcast interrupt John when he's ducking. Um, I am on Twitter. My Twitter handle is at shock. I want to do that thing where I put my fingers in your nose. I should totally do that right now. I'm I just getting over a cold, so if you want that. Oh, he's got a cold, just like in the episode, huh? Uh, I am at J-O-N-P-E-R-N-I-S-E-K. Sam, are you on Twitter? I am. I don't remember it, though. <laughs> it seems right. like you've been well, using it. No, no, because I automatically log in. It's Samurai... Something. Samurai Woodman. And <laughs> this is the part of the show where we say our names as individuals. Yep. I will say, and we'll see you next time on, and then together as a group we'll say, how rude. Ready? Brandon? I am Brandon Shockney. I am John Pernasek. I am Samantha Woodman. And we'll see you next time on Act Seven. Act Spectacle Boy finds out a little too late that two fingers are entering his most private of canals. It would seem that the bats are going to be exiting their belfries a little bit before the witching hour on this, a very special episode of a really boring goddamn storytelling podcast that no one gives no two shit bucks about. I'm a white woman who went to Italy and had gelato. Who gives a fuck? Make way for the fucking Egyptian woman who actually has a fucking story to tell about how her whole fucking village was fucking slaughtered. We don't want to hear your fucking privileged stories. You stupid fucking idiots. Don't fucking fade out on me. <laughs> <laughs>